Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League here in Ireland. I am your host, Alan Byrne, alongside, as ever, who earns himself Owen Byrne. Owen, what is going on? All good, all good, Alan. Uh, good to be back on the airwaves. Another uh, great weekend of football. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Another uh, cracking week in the NFL, which uh, ha- has led to this league's most competitive week, uh, fantasy football-wise, with nine points separating five different matchups. Three of those matchups were under four points. Absolutely uh, nail-biting stuff. Yeah, only one blowout this week. Uh, crazy uh, parity going on here at the minute. Um, lots of lads up and down weeks. Lots of players, big shiny players not doing the business this week. Yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. I found myself a W. <laughs> Ooh. How? How? We'll get to all that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay, so let's get right into it for this week's news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. Yeah, the NFL threw up some good games uh, over the weekend. Um, uh, the Panthers, Saints, Panthers get a get a win there. The Saints really not uh, not firing at all this season. Uh, Sorry, I forgot to mention the Browns uh, being the Steelers on Thursday night to get things going. We'll talk a bit more about that later. Uh, the Bears, unlike yourself, coming out with the W this weekend, surprisingly, just eking past the Texans 23-20. to Must be happy with that on. Not really, or Alan, not no. Happy. <laughs> not, not happy at all, as it happens. Uh, Affecting your track position. Yeah, it's absolutely affecting our draft position. We need to be losing these games on a consistent basis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some terrible stats from, from the game, really. Uh, four, four to five pass attempts this season by Justin Fields through three games. The lowest ever through three games for a starting quarterback since 1970. PFF have him... PFF have him at 9% of his plays are turnover worthy. That's the highest they've seen since they're tracking it. Wow. Mike Glennon, when he came in last year, got close to 7%. That's the, that was the highest. Wow. Most players wow. not getting close to 6%. And what's amazing is that your run game isn't particularly explosive either and yet you got two wins on the board it's uh it's it's a funny old game as they'd say well the run game hasn't been doing too bad now in fairness they had nearly 300 yards combined um last weekend and that was without monty uh he went down early in the first quarter and didn't come back yeah elsewhere in the league the Colts shocked the Chiefs 20 points to 17 at home while the shootout of the week was between the Dolphins' Bills and the Dolphins get the win 21 to 19, moved to 3 and 0. Bills uh, with their first loss and what was really a slugfest in stifling heat in Miami. Yeah, it was crazy. Even um, 
those lads getting Stefan Diggs had IVs in both arms at one stage. He said his whole body was cramping. Played a lot of snaps. Uh, I think there was ninety. The Bills played ninety offensive snaps. In that heat was absolutely nuts. Yeah, that is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, the Lions just about uh, lose one actually to the uh, to the Vikings who who just get over them twenty eight to twenty four. The Ravens uh, beat the Patriots. Uh, Bengals beat the Jets. A tight one in Tennessee as they get over the Raiders twenty four twenty two. Raiders own three start the season. We hear head coach had a long session with the owner uh, prior to his uh, post match press conference. He could be heading back to New England very soon if uh, things don't turn around. Could be. Uh, I don't. I see him getting the curly finger probably next week. I don't see them winning this weekend either. So. Yeah, they're surely up against it. Rough times is right. The Philadelphia Eagles continue to go strength to strength. They're three and zero with a hammering of the Commanders, who ended up with eight points, but uh, deceivingly, one was a. Uh, one was a safety, and then one last uh, last drive uh, touchdown. But uh, they completely dominated them there. But the shock of the week came in Los Angeles as the Chargers were blown away by the Jacksonville Jags, 38 points to 10. Jaguars looking good under new head coach. And uh, I, I think he's up to joint fifth. Most wins by a head coach of Jaguars history, and he's got two. <laughs> already yeah. matching, already matching Urban Meyer's uh, disaster season from last year. Yeah, he's Doug Pierce is going to be in the Ring of Honor in Jacksonville shortly. <laughs> he sure is. Well, we uh, knew he was going to no, go, he was going to do a good job, but they're looking well. He absolutely hasn't played well. Yeah, it was one of the best signings of the off season. Really, was Doug Pearson to uh, the Jaguars? So good for them. Good for Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Indeed. The LA Rams uh, got over the uh, Cardinals. Uh, Falcons shocking the uh, the Seahawks. Two poor teams, but still the Seahawks couldn't get it done at home. Packers roll into Tampa Bay to take a win. Both teams 2-1. and one. A poor, poor match on uh, late Sunday night. The Broncos beating the 49ers 11 points to 10. It was poor stuff on both sides. Russell Wilson, Jimmy G, not doing themselves any favors there. And Monday night finished with the Cowboys getting a big win over their rivals, the Giants, and putting their first loss of the season. Yeah, um, the Cowboys went all right, actually. I was pretty impressed with Eddie Dimes um, for, for the Giants. He was running for his life the whole game and actually kept his composure quite well at times. Uh Drew a bad pick towards the end, but he didn't play too bad now. Um, pretty poor game there with the Broncos and Niners now. Was, there was some hard watching in there. Yeah. Um, just not up to scratch yet. But look, he wasn't... He played all the off-season. He wasn't training with the team. They wouldn't even give him a playbook. Do you know what I mean? It's going to take time just to reintegrate a little bit. So, uh, do you know what I mean? All hope's not lost yet with uh, Jimmy G, but... Definitely yeah, done. yeah, but they took a big loss with uh, which uh, Williams going down. Uh, it looks like a high ankle sprain and going to be suffering for for the season. Uh, that's that's a tough loss for a Fort Niners team that's heavy on the run and uh, looking to protect Jimmy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best left tackle in the league over the last couple of years. And um, definitely going to be a huge loss for you, uh, no doubt yeah. about it. But uh, look, all hope, as I said, all hope not lost yet. I'd be, uh, I wouldn't be too worried at the moment. Fine. Indeed. So moving on, Owen. Uh, no week is complete without news of injuries, which of course is the biggest enemy to fantasy football players. Another a laundry list of players down this week. Some for short term, some more long term. What do you got? Yeah, um, guys who left the game, their respective games last week and didn't come back include AJ Green, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas for the Saints. Um, we also had Mac Jones, looks like uh, he could be hurt for a while. Uh, the mysterious ACL tear from um, Sterling Shepard as he jogged along the field. And, of course, Tua Tungavailoa was uh, falling around the place on the pitch and somehow came back in. Concussed. Concussed, but not concussed. Yeah. Concu- yeah. Clearly concussed, but it's a back injury. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dicey stuff. But, yeah, Mr. Glass, Sterling Shepard, I mean, is just... His... He, he, he's a professional patient who's been blighted by football uh, throughout his career, but uh, no, I, I, this guy, he, he just can't, he can't, he can't get it going. I mean, it's one thing after yeah. another. Oh, for sure. And it's a pity because he's actually pretty good when he's like, you know, playing. Uh, it's rare to see him playing, but uh, he's got great hands and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> he was just seemed to be harmlessly jogging along the pitch and then all of a sudden he's down and like season over. Uh, no one near him yeah. almost hilarious to watch and you know obviously sad for him and all but he, he needs to pack it in I think it's, it's he has a laundry list of injuries just to his own name yeah and adding insult to injury he was immediately dropped from uh, from the league yeah you're, oh you're cut <laughs> I like your hustle but yeah. you're cut Stephen, Stephen, with some, you know, some brutal salt in the wounds uh, for Sterling. <laughs> All right, let's move on and get into the nitty gritty of Week Three's fantasy football action. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. We're through a hugely exciting fantasy football week three. In the below average Joe's division, we have game one, which is a joint game of the week. In fact, we've got three joint games of the week this week, one in each division, which has just spread the joy and the heartache right across the league. Game one saw Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on divisional champs. That's so Ravens. This one, a cracking shootout, benefiting. A top-of-the-table division clash. Dalvin and Chipmunks had Burrow and Barkley reach over 20 points. That's so Ravens answered back with Andrews and Robinson doing likewise. Dalvin and Chipmunks had IU, Diggs, Chase, Wilson, Winston, and the 49ers D all in double figures. That's so Ravens going toe-to-toe came back with Stafford, CMC, Cup, Jacobs, and Pollard all hitting this similar milestone. 
back and forth all weekend until Barclays break out on Monday night for 22.6 points. In response, that same night, Pollard and Shepard only managed 20.4 points for Datso Ravens in a nail-biter is won by Dalvin and the Chipmunks by just 1.86 points. Dalvin and Chipmunks take a clean sweep of the division for the opening three weeks. They sit 3-0 and can brag about being the only undefeated team in the league. That's a Ravens off to a bumpy start in their divisional defense, sitting 1-2. and two. Yeah, real nice start here for uh, for Quinny. This um, three and all, all divisional wins, real nice. Uh, one standout player here you mentioned is Saquon Barkley. Uh, outside of fantasy, it is great to see him back. Uh, going full steam ahead, he's exciting player to watch. I love watching him, and I think on his day, he's probably the best running back in the league. I mean, he's he's exceptional, and uh, it's good to have him uh, playing well again. Um, Steven still has some uh, injury woes. Um, still some key guys letting him down. CMC really not firing at levels that Steven would have wanted him to be. And then when you have a down week of Stafford and Cup, it's going to be hard for him to pick up the W. He relied on that so heavily last year and uh, it worked out well for him. And has worked already this season for him, but they're on an off week, which is, uh, is rare, but it's definitely uh, hard to pick yeah. up the W. Yeah, that's it, and they head into a Week 4 matchup against the 49ers defense, who have been playing really well this season. And on top of that, CMC seems to uh, have picked up some mid-week injury and is still touch and go to play at the weekend. But you're right about Quinny, off to a great start there. Um, looking good, happy to have three wins under the belt already, and uh, firmly heading, uh, heading for playoff field. Yeah, for sure. Nice little team he has there too. Uh, some really nice players. Alrighty, well, game two of this division saw current reigning newcomers I cut my balls take on QB Antivax. This one was a low-scoring slobber knocker through Sunday. Only the Bengals' D came close to 20 points for cut my balls as both teams were littered with duds. QB Antivax had five players fail to hit the seven-point mark. These included A.J. Dillon, Joe Mixon, and shocked face Carson Wentz. Cut my balls at equally poor efforts from Smith, Hunt, and Sanders. And so to Monday night's game, QB Antivax held a 28-point lead and cut my balls at Zeke and Lamb to play, but neither of those two have done much through two weeks. But both found pay dirt in the game and combined for more than 37 points between them. A come from behind wins. He's cut my balls into a 2-1 to one record and already closing in fast on the total number of wins his predecessor managed with this same team last season. As for QB anti-competitive, 0-3 start. Already behind the 8-ball with the season... Already so young. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> See you at the end of the season, Ben. <laughs> Toilet ball matchup. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, struggling. I can feel the rivalry simmering already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's creating itself. I'm not trying to create. It's, it's my hands are tied here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> my team's garbage. Ben's team is garbage. It's just written in the stars. Uh, definitely a struggling start for Ben, of course. Uh, Kevin having um, slyly having a nice start to the season. Um, as he uh, joined the league, um, really got uh, out of jail a little bit there on on uh, on the late game on the night. Really, to be fair, uh, with CD Lamb and, and Zeke in particular, actually uh, getting in the end zone and doing something again didn't look uh, the best running back on the Dallas team. Uh, definitely looked to be Pollard again. Pollard just looking at a little more spry. And just looks like Zeke has lost his, like, oomph. He doesn't he doesn't run as hard as he used to. Uh, he's yeah. really becoming yeah. more of a... Him and, him and uh, Pollard are just similar now. Whereas they used to be balance each other a bit. But now they run similarly and Pollard's just better at it. It's a bit odd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, let's move on to the Donkey's Asses Division. Game one here is also a joint game of the week as my Fear Boners took on Nick Cage's Bunnies. It was another low-scoring slugfest. Only Josh Allen for the Fear Boners would reach more than 20 points. A-Rob, Kittle, and Steelers D failed to get going, while good returns would be obtained from A.J. Brown, Fournette, and rookie Brees Hall. In response, Nick Cage's bunnies see Thielen, Kelsey, Goff, and Chubb get well into the teens, while Jimmy G, Jones, Williams, and Aguilar will all have nights to forget. This game, however, hinged on the final seconds of the opening game of the week, the Thursday night battle between the Steelers and Browns, with the Steelers on their own 10-yard line needing a touchdown to win in the final seconds. A terrible lateral team play move so them lose the ball and Browns recover in the end zone. The Browns D score nine points on the single play and victory stolen by Nick Cage's buddies. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> Nick Cage's buddies move to two and one, while the Fear Boners unluckily one and two. <laughs> I thought it was a great play by the Browns defense really um, kept everyone in check yeah but <laughs> yeah but I, I just don't understand what the Steelers guy was doing with the ball running back towards his line then just kind of threw it on the ground <laughs> yeah he really did kind of throw it on the ground it was bad <laughs> it, and it was it was like they just made up the play on the spot they'd never practiced a play like that before is what it looked like they didn't it know where they were going like Everyone was looking around. Yeah, yeah, it terrific. definitely looked like that. Like that was that didn't look like it was set up at all. It was just like they made yeah. it that, and then it was like, okay, what do we do now? Like it was total scrap. Yeah, yeah. Together. that's it. It was. It was at, weird. at the at the snap, both defenses were on two points. At the end of the play, it was eleven to two. So you know, <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Hey, look. Um, God, God, I hate the Steelers. Yeah, you do hate the Steelers. <laughs> Just compounding it. Hey, look, Ross is going to be happy. Uh, helped him pull out a nice little W over you in uh, what turned out to be another slugfest. Weird, we, it was a weird fantasy week, I feel like. It was, there was a lot of guys who were like high prize guys and just didn't really perform, and then kind of fringe guys who had good weeks. I thought it was a weird fantasy week. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some more big names in the dud section and matches to come. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. 
We move on to game two, which was the blowout of the week, and it wasn't close with all our five games coming down to the wire. The kiss of death was given on the podcast last week to the Walking Dead. Only Hearst had a good week for them, hitting 27.6 points. Pittman would get into the mid-teens, and only Murray, uh, Higby, and the Chiefs D would barely get to double figures. There was a lot of duds from big names, as we just talked about, Akers. Tyreek Hill, Montgomery, Williams, Hardman would all barely eclipse uh, single digits. Uh, and in response, the response is brutal from the human beings. Only the box D would fail to get to 10 points. Henry, Patterson and McKenzie all went for 20 plus. Gino almost got there with 19.9. Everyone else well in the double figures. 174.78 points is not the highest of the season, but it was the highest of the week. And a crushing odd 74-point demolition gets them off the mark. Now sitting 1-2. and two, The Walking Dead. Back down to earth on 2-1. Yeah, total, uh, total uh, slobberknocker here. Um, Green just totally dismantled Keane this week. Well, look. We may have given Keane the kiss of death, but we also predicted that Green would uh, would come good. Uh, he's been scoring very well uh, throughout the season without getting a win. And he was just waiting on some of his big names to uh, get going. Derrick Henry obviously had uh, his first big week of the season. Also Kyle Pitts getting into double digits. Patience is a yep. virtue and uh, it works out for Green here. Total demolition though. Yes. I mean, come on, Keane, get it together. <laughs> I don't think anyone stood a chance this week but uh, yeah there you go moving on to the suckiest bunch of sucks division game one is the third joint game of the week and that saw a kick in the squibs take on divisional champs Kenna's killers kick in the squibs came out fighting this week with Tilo and Gage racked up almost 50 points between them however only Hawkinson and the Packers D will see double digits after that. Poor outputs from Mooney again, Fields again, Kamara again, Henderson, and shockingly Justin Jefferson with only 4.4 points. The Vikings have one job, one job. Door clearly open for Kenneth's killers come in and dominate. And dominate they didn't. No one would hit 20. Not even Taylor Swift would hit 20 between them this week. The Moot, Penny, Anderson and the Bills D would also have poor outings with Sutton highlighting at 17.7 points. It may be the first time in league history that Kenna's killers would fail to get over 100 points, but this is now confirmed as week three of the 2022 season. A 2-1 record still leaves them top of the division. Have we found our squibs? Off the mark amazingly with a total score of 101 points. <laughs> a one and two record through three. Oh, the banana skin. Keen Kieran just slipped. He just slipped there. <laughs> right into it. Grabbing W. Talking about strange fantasy weeks. I am in eight fantasy leagues. This is the only league I won in this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and with a, 
and I was delighted. One point with that. <laughs> and I was delighted. I take a win in this well. league over all the other leagues every week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Look, yeah so just a down, down, down week. Yeah, down week for Kieran's uh, studs, and uh, yeah, here's the price. Down week for my studs as well, but <laughs> it was a slug match. <laughs> Your studs? Russell Gage coming up big, baby. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. Okay, then let's move on to game two. Our final game this week was also a good one as champs. Mediocre football team took on rebuilding progress. RIP had the week's top scorer in Lamar Jackson hit 40.42 points. Their QB2 Derek Carr also hit 20.82 points. Metcalf, Debo, Adams, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire all hit double figures. In response, mediocre football team have Jamal Williams go for 20-plus. Herbert, Eckler, Waddle, Kirk Jones, and free agent pickup Greg Dortch would all go off for double figures. Only Judy and the Rams D would remain in single figures. But this one kind of came down to the first played minus total position so far this season, the LA Chargers shockingly were put to the sword at home by the Jaguars. Zero sacks, zero turnovers, and 38 points conceded lead to a minus four point total. And thus a loss by four points. End week three for RIP. And an unlucky one and two. The champs back to winning record ways two and one. What a start to the season from Lamar Jackson. Uh, first player to eclipse 100 fancy points already through three games. Some score now that is. Nice player to have. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was only, uh, we're only looking at a list of the top quarterbacks uh, in fantasy this year. Or uh, probably uh, actually in the NFL, I think Lamar is number one. And Lamar is also number five if he took away just his rushing. So, I mean, he's getting yeah. it done in the air uh, every bit as much as he's getting it done on the ground. Oh, hundred percent. Um, he's actually been passing it really well. He's um, they've been really nice to watch. They look good, and they're going to take some beating now from everyone. I think they uh, could have a sneaky shot in a in a very difficult AFC. Absolutely, and uh, I traded Lamar, of course, to Ana for Russell Wilson, which has aged terribly. Yes, it has for aged very badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are swiftly moving in to week four, so let's look at the road ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. This week signals the first of a number of weeks where we have cross-divisional matchups. Individual matchups do not come back around again until week number 12. So we got a lot of games on the schedule across the divisions. First up, your podcast hosts go head-to-head, not just in this league, but also in the If You're Not First or Last League. Come at me. Both, both of them looking for wins. Uh, to get to two and two, someone's going to be one and three at the end. Elsewhere, 
Rebuild in progress, take on the human beings. Both these teams also one and two, looking to get to parity. Then we move on, That's So Ravens, divisional champions. They take on the Walking Dead, looking to get back on track. The league champions, mediocre football team, two and one. They take on QB anti-competitive, who are 0 and 3. Not a great start for Ben. Going up against the champs as he tries to shake off the individual stink. <laughs> Elsewhere, undefeated, Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on Kenneth Killers in what is the spiciest game of the week. Two top teams going at it. And elsewhere, the 2-1 Nick Cage's Bunnies take on the 2-1 Cup My Balls in another good one. Some good matchups on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looks like there's going to be some close ones. And, you know, it's still all to play for. It's really competitive, the league, this year. Um, you know what I mean? Only one unbeaten team at the moment. Only one winless team. So, the middle of the pack. Lots to play for. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. Even some of the divisions are, are looking interesting already. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're all uh, they're all pretty tight. But uh, that's to be expected after three, three rounds. Yeah. Uh, in another three or four rounds, we'll uh, we'll see if anyone's starting to separate themselves. Yeah, I don't imagine I'm going to pick up too many more wins, but it's it looks nice right now. One and two is not a bad start. <laughs> well, let's hope it. Let's hope it's not a win field this week. At least, at least I've won a game. I mean, it'd be pretty embarrassing to not have won a game through three weeks, like you know. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> All right. Let's have a look at the, if you're not first, you're last, Redraft League. If you ain't first, you're last. Some more good matchups in this one this week. Um, the uh, A low-scoring enough game saw my unnecessary roughness move out to 3-0, and putting Ben and my Balzac Earths to the sword. Ben 1-2. Trying to get uh, trying to get going on both leagues there. Anus Dalton and the Chipmunks with a high scoring 168.1 points still came out in the losing end as Aaron's Team A V Z came out with 174.7 and takes the win. He goes to one and two. Ana yet to get off the mark. 0 and three. Sucky bunch of sucks. Got put to the sword as well by staffs the way I like it. Both teams end the week one and two. A tough loss we own by a little more than five points. Elsewhere, Adam's hot chub time machine got on to winning ways. He's now two and one, putting Stevens' team to the sword. He's also two and one. And Green's Mr. Meek Seeks and Destroyers right up there. 172 points. Green just dominating this weekend. Putting Kean to the sword twice in the same week. Some good bragging rights there. As we look into the league, again, it's all to play for. One undefeated team, that is my unnecessary roughness. And one yet-to-win team, that is Anus, Dalvin, and Chipmunks. We got four teams then on one and two, and four teams on two and one. All tight, all tight. Yeah, yeah, uh, another good week of games there as well. Uh, I was pretty disappointed actually to lose to Ross. Um, again, JJ is letting me down. 
But, uh, you know, Cousins, you've one job. Passes to Jefferson. He's usually open. Just <laughs> give him the ball. Um, but, yeah, uh, competitive league. Obviously, you mentioned Green picking up a nice double over Keane. Uh, two spankings, really, to be fair. Um, yeah, uh, look forward to another week of games here. Uh, I'm going to derail your... Uh, Derail your perfect season. Uh, that's the plan for the week ahead. Mission number one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll and see. As we're recording, as we're recording Friday morning, and spoiler alert: Bengals played last night. I had Joe Mixon and T Higgins, and I'm on forty-two point eight. So I'm, I'm feeling confident. Still only projected to barely win with a good start. So, Johnny, cousins, dog, my boy dog, cousins is gonna hook me up in London. Jet is, it's gonna be having a day. We'll see. We'll see. Elsewhere, Ada trying to get off the mark. He's 0-3 up against Greens 2-1. That's going to be tough sledding for Ada to uh, get off the mark this week. First. Elsewhere, Aaron plays... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I just said for sure. Green, uh, Green's been playing yeah. well. Uh, elsewhere, Aaron's 1-2 takes on Ben's 1-2. Uh... Stevens two and one takes on Keane at two and one. Both of them looking to keep keep the train rolling there, while uh, Ross is steps away like it are one and two, and they're up against Adams Hot Chub Time Machine. All right, let's have a look into our betting corner. Who do you like in the afternoon games? Well, I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart. Seattle because they got something to prove, and the Raiders because they always cheat. And in an extremely suspicious play, the Raiders win! Yeah, so this week we are going to choose our locks of the week for all you betters out there. What do you feel, Nolan? What, what are you thinking? Well, I um, enjoy betting on the NFL. I've been doing it for a good while, and... My new tactic that I've been running with through last year into this year is I do a double. It is better to win small regularly than try to win big every week. So I have been doing, my strategy has been doing, I usually pick a double every week and I'll have a hundred on it. That's what I do. I do one double every week, have a hundred on it. I was up last season, totaled about 1800 on the year. And I've had two winning weeks from the first three weeks of the season this year. So, right, on a nice right. streak. You're the man in the know. On a nice streak. <laughs> and my double, I'm going to start giving my double that I pick every week here now, from now on. And if you want to follow along, follow along. So, my double for this week is the Cleveland Browns minus one and a half. I like the Browns this week. I think they're going to run all over um, their opponents. I think they're playing the Falcons. They are playing the Falcons, yeah. Yeah, uh, poor run defense and I like Chubb and Hunt to, um, you know, have a day. Have a day. And I'm going to double that up with the Denver Broncos. They, uh, just a straight win. Um, they're plus three in their matchup and I just don't understand this line against, Raiders, the, against yeah. the Raiders. I mean, I get the Raiders are at home, but I don't understand this line at all. Um, both teams have been struggling, but I feel like one is more on the up than the other. 
Like, if anyone is, is playing better here is Denver. I don't understand how they're a three-point dog here. I'm going to take them straight to win. So that's the double of the Cleveland Browns, minus one and a half, doubled up with the Broncos to beat the Raiders. Come at me. Alrighty, alrighty. I uh, know nothing about betting, so I will just say that uh, I understand the Packers are uh, a minus nine, is that right, sir, against uh, the minus uh, nine New England Patriots? Minus nine and a half against New England Patriots. I still like them to beat the Patriots by more than nine and a half, so uh, I think the Packers are going to dismantle them on uh, Sunday night in Lambeau. Yeah, probably are. Uh don't disagree with you. Just don't like backing the Packers at the moment. Just not my. Uh, they're not my cup of tea at the moment. They're just. It's hard to know what they are. It's hard to know what they are. I don't even think they know what they are themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I still think they're going to get the uh, the uh, the big win there over a, a Mac Jones or a Mac Jonesless Patriots. Yeah, whether Mac Jones plays or it's Brian Hoyer, I still don't like the Patriots at all. They're they're poor. They're poor. I don't think they're going to have much success running the ball against that uh, Niner or against that Packers defense either. So it's going to be a lot in the hands of whichever quarterback plays. Probably going to be Brian Hoyer, I'd imagine. But either way, clear ceilings at the quarterback position in um, in New England. Indeed, indeed. So before we head off for another week, we got to let you know that, of course, Sunday's action begins at half past two in the afternoon as the first of the London games, Tottenham uh, hosting the Saints v. the Vikings. So let your wives and significant others know that it's going to be 10 hours of uninterrupted football this Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next week, set those lineups. We are getting very close to uh, to the start of the bye weeks. They're going to start in week six, but we've got two more weeks of a full roster to, to aim for, barring injuries. So set those lineups, get set, and watch some football Sunday. Until next week, take it easy. Bye-bye.